welcome back to the We Are Wavemakers podcast, where we explore the intersection of purpose, passion, and how it connects to holistic marketing for businesses. I'm your host, Nazira Hashim, and I'm excited to be here today with my very special guest, Rachel Lai, who is also the co-founder of the Wavemakers Collective and whom you all may know was my co-host for the past two seasons of the We Are Wavemakers series. This season, I'll be hosting the podcast myself because Rachel has gone on to do great things for the collective, which ultimately is in line with how we as co-founders intend on leading our company into the future. For those of you who have been following us from day one, you might remember that when we began, our core mission included educating businesses on marketing knowledge and how to keep teams empowered. During the pandemic, this was something that we really wanted to solidify as part of our offerings as it has always been part of our passion. This was how we created Pace by Wavemakers, which in a nutshell is a hands-on learning program curated by a panel of marketing communication experts to develop Southeast Asia's future talent. As we developed the program, Rachel also had this drive to create a community which encouraged talents in the marketing community to give back to their peers while leading a life that practices self-awareness to improve their well-being and their career development. That community is called Karma Marketing. But I'll let her share more about this. So welcome, Rachel. It's nice to see her again, even though we see each other all the time at work. (laughs) So why don't we start with you telling us a little bit more about karma marketing? What is it all about? Karma marketing, if you were to go to our platforms, you'll see that we define ourselves as a not-for-profit initiative that studies the intersection between personal and professional development through the discourse of marketers' well-being. In other words, we are a publishing platform meets learning community. Now, why we're doing this is essentially that that we want to provide a space for marketers to come together to explore why they do what they do in their everyday lives and what does it mean to be a better version of themselves both at work and at home. Ultimately, this correlates to the bigger question, how do we want to live as humans in this world? So that's a very short definition, but I can continue with that later on. Yeah, that's karma marketing in a nutshell. I mean, it's a very deep philosophical community. I've been following the content since it started and I always find that it's very introspective and I feel like anyone who has that drive to be introspective and really connect with the self as well as make it part of their career to be more purposeful with whatever they do at work, I feel like Kamala Marketing really has that platform for people to communicate and learn from it. I think the question that I also really wanted to know on your end was how do you bridge the concept between community, wellness, and marketing. I mean, I think from the get-go, if anyone was to sit down and really try to understand the community, it's multi-layered as we all are as a human being. And I think my interest is more on how did you bridge that? What was the sort of like connecting point? How does the community thrive with it? Bridging the concept of community, wellness, and marketing requires an understanding of how these elements can work together to promote overall well-being and create value for individuals and the communities that we exist in. So if I were to break it down personally, what these three words mean to me, community, I define it in so many different ways, but I am particularly interested in defining community in the context of culture. And the simple way to look at it is why would a bunch of people gravitate to one another on the basis of shared interests? And these interests could be vast, 
But ultimately, what brings people together is the simple term of our values, our principles. So if I were to put myself in the position of like someone who joins a community initiative or who makes time to go for specific activities, I would take a step back and ask myself, why? Why would I even bother investing my time with these people? So that's my interpretation of community. Then if I were to look at wellness, wellness, if you search online, there's so many definitions to it, but ultimately it's about making conscious decisions to your own well-being. And well-being can be broken down to so many different things, but if we need guidance to get started because it's so complex, we can start by looking at it from a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state. So these are the main pillars that defines a person. For me personally, wellness has got to do with duality. And this is me getting a little bit into the philosophy of karma marketing. Most of us exist not just as the person that we are, but there are two sides to how we perceive the world. There's the internal and the external world, right? So we don't often understand ourselves in this journey. And because of that disconnect between our understanding of ourselves, we go through life with moments of doubts and struggles into how we see ourselves. The point is, I'm interested in wellness from the perspective of how do we use this understanding of ourselves to adapt with the evolution of our being. And this is the main skill that most of us are striving to find. How do we adapt? How do we adapt with the changes? And how do we continue to be equanimous and balanced in everyday life? So that's the second term. If I go now to marketing. Marketing is a profession. It's an industry. It's a field, right? So how I'm bridging this is to basically bring the discourse of like wellness into a specific demographics, which is in this case, marketers. And I would apply, first of all, these conversations of the self with this committee. So I start with the committee of marketers. I'll be like, hey guys, like this is the work that we do and great, but on the other spectrum, how are you really doing every day in your work? So these simple conversations, may seem basic, but it's the starting point that makes a person feel relatable or that facilitates a sense of belonging to anyone in their everyday life. So for me, bridging the concept comes from having safe spaces, basic conversations with the people that we interact with at work. And I'll explain later what are some of the things that we have done for our communities. But essentially, the bridge is this. It's a safe space. What does this safe space look like? Many different ways. It could be like face-to-face. It could be gatherings. It could be simple conversations that we have been doing on a day-to-day with our sages. So that is the bridge. What exactly are sages? specifically? Well, good question. So sages are people that we identify as mentors, leaders, or just someone that we look up to who are living the quality of life that makes them their best version. And this could mean different things, whether at work, it doesn't just mean that this person's at some top level types of position. This could also mean that on a personal side, this person is happy doing what he or she is doing and he or she is able to, I don't know, balance their time 
at work versus doing the other things that they love. And more importantly, they're not afraid to express that side of them even at work. And I think this goes back again to that bridge, right? Like the whole reason this started was that I was inspired from my yoga journey. And there is this concept called karma yoga that was the birth of karma marketing. When I was going through this activity, picking up stones and doing selfless acts, it made me think like, wow, what a luxury is it for me to be in the company of time just as it is in this here and now. And I think I was almost disappointed in realizing that we don't get that opportunity often at work. In fact, we power through our tasks, our goals, our deliverables without taking a moment to pause and indulge in the process of becoming whatever person that you want to be in your career. So it ties back to the concept of mindfulness. And I know there's like a big rise of mindfulness. Mindfulness is simple. It's really just about you becoming aware of the present. Right now, this moment, you're not thinking about the past. You're not worrying about the future. You're simply here now having this conversation with you. So back to karma yoga. So karma yoga talks about selfless acts. Why is this important? We come from the world of marketing and there's almost like this stigma of like, we have to do the kind of task that enables a brand to put themselves out there. We have to sell a service. We have to promote a product. And I've come across different types of marketers throughout the region that share one common issue, which is they often get jaded or they often feel challenged or they often get burnt out from their everyday tasks. And I started to question why. Why is it that marketers eventually reach this stage or point where they don't want to do marketing anymore? In fact, they want to diversify their careers and start to do different things. So I looked into the everyday tasks, into the role of a marketer. And I mean, it's quite easy to get to that state of being burnt out or when you start to question like why you do what you do because the self is not even anywhere in any of those tasks like you don't know why you're doing what you're doing in fact you're doing a lot of things for your clients for the brands for other businesses so you're doing things for other people and it doesn't serve you any purpose so this is an attachment we have an attachment to the acts that we're doing we have an attachment to our tasks to everything that defines us right so karma yoga or like self Selfless acts is simply the practice of giving. Why? Because we want to start to notice how we feel when we do certain things in our everyday life because it brings us emotions. And this is the connection that we have to a particular state. Sorry, I'm just going to stop you there. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being philosophical, Rachel. I think it is part of our DNA at the way collective <laughs> to be deep. So nothing wrong with karma marketing being the way it is. I think <laughs> it's good that our listeners understand the evolution of what karma marketing is about and how it ties back to where we've evolved as co-founders as well as a company. So thank you for that very in-depth explanation of why you believe marketers need this space that you've created. I think I would love to know if there's been any impact in knowing that communities like this can actually bring business longevity. Have you identified any opportunities or any impact that you feel, not necessarily karma marketing, uh, but just in the insights of community? Do you feel like there's any impact when you know businesses create communities for the purpose of business? 
Most definitely. And again, it's a fine line because the intention always has to be clear to why you're building a community. If it yeah. starts off wrong or if your foundation is flawed, then everything else that you're going to build from there is not going to sustain itself. Yeah. So I believe communities are driven by an ideology or like mm-hmm. a shared purpose. What shared purpose means is that we're coming together because we agree on something. So it's very simple. It's a moment of agreement. I agree on this, you agree on this. So, all right, let's do this. How do we want to do this? So it's almost like mutual interest and mutual consent to come together. So we give consent to our actions on a basis of reason. And how does this translate to business longevity? It goes back to the culture of creating a sense of belonging. Businesses, I mean, what's their goal? They need to find their audience. I mean, these days, businesses no longer look at their audience as target audience, target market, target users. In fact, a lot of businesses are transitioning into community building. Why is that? It's because it's no longer sustainable to communicate to your audience as if they were just a subject or a receiver because us as humans, we're being smarter. In fact, we know when something's being marketed to us, we know someone wants something from us. So it becomes harder to convince a user to make a decision, to purchase, to do a conversion because I know that you want something from me. So in order for you to like build that trust or sense of loyalty, you're going to have to show me how you're willing to nurture the relationship with me. And even if you don't care, pretend <laughs> to care about my, not interests, right. my needs. I think it's the other way around now. Like we don't care about like audience interests anymore. Yeah, as marketers, yeah, audience interests, great. But the harder work is to do that additional homework to understand what do they truly need in their life. And that's complex because it requires you to go further into who is that person what what's the context of he or she what would this person actually need and it's usually very very subjective and i think when it comes to business longevity community building is important because it makes it easier for you to find like-minded people and to mobilize your brands and to grow together collectively not by force but by consent and by willingness you know because then it's easier for brands to build themselves agreed uh, yeah that's what i think that's probably why us we have a community it's it's a strategy now. Community building is a strategy now. And I'm very curious to see how this is going to evolve. You know, in fact, it's becoming more and more niche, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I feel like it's very important to have this conversation about community with you because I know that at some point in your career working with under the agency at Wavemakers, you yourself have experienced the jadedness uh, and you felt like you wanted more impact creation right you wanted to see do something that was more in depth I mean that's where like I think our values always align we know we we believe in education we believe in uh, empowerment of communities and becoming the collective at least from my perspective including karma marketing feels more complete with where we are as co-founders and I feel like that's powerful towards the longevity of our business right so I think I would love to know I mean I know karma marketing just started like maybe a couple of years or a year plus now and we've been on a hiatus on um, the Wavemakers social side but I love that Karma Marketing is super active because it's a piece of what we are and and that's really great in which case I want to ask you how's the impact so far are we happy with what Karma Marketing is doing today? Great question and that can go a long way I think in terms of impact I'll go in a chronology order just because it's very intimate and minor in terms of numbers but the feedback 
has been very positive, almost like natural. It's almost common sense in the way that people have been responding to us. We have seen this through the conversations that we have had with sages. So the first one that we did when we launched, it was during pandemic. The first thing that we did was we launched virtual networking event where we did sort of like a speed dating sort of conversation starter event online on Zoom with a bunch of strangers that we found online who were basically struggling with themselves during the lockdown, yet found our event appealing enough to show up. We were nobody then, but somehow 30 people showed up and they were willing to experience the experience that we had designed for them. That was like the starting point. So we knew that karma marketing was onto something, but we were still trying to define ourselves because as you know, and as you can see, there's a lot of depth to it and it's hard to understand if you don't pick the right words. So from there, we started to experiment with content. We do content features because the goal is a publishing platform, which means we, we're very heavy on content, right? And when I say content, it means like we're not just speaking to people, interviewing people, posting quotes and all that. We're actually doing like research reading on our end and we're creating this research and we're turning them into bite-sized information with hopes that it might inspire, educate and change someone's perspective in that split second that they come across our content. That's the hope. So I really believe in content as the direction of our evolution, but this hasn't really been an easy journey in that. Because yeah, resources. We were also able to host our first in-person gathering and this was when we targeted the marketers themselves. By then we were ready. We were like, okay, let's let's bring this conversation of wellness or well-being into the world of marketing, into the world of business. It was risky, but we did it anyway. The response was good. From there, we got a lot of interest and positive feedback from the hospitality industry, I would say. The marketers from the hospitality industry, they were open to experience, once again, our activities and they started to share and express their challenges. At least I experienced that through one-on-one conversations that marketers are struggling, but they just don't know where or how to have these conversations or with who. So that's that. And then the latest one has been a collective effort from the team, which I'm very grateful for, that we're creating meaningful conversations with marketers across the region. And we're realizing that they're willing to explore and experiment with our philosophy of personal meets professional alignment. You know, So we're not just talking about, hey, you're marketing stuff. Like we're talking about the other stuff as well. We'd be like, what's it like with leadership? Or, you know, has there been like any situation where you felt challenged or that you just want to quit your job? Like we're having conversations that typically in the business world, they'll be like, oh, this shows that the person is not capable. We're taking away the judgment and we're creating a safe space to have these types of conversations. So that's been the impact thus far. And while again, the numbers are not great on the vanity front, I think the quality of conversations has been meaningful and that is impact for me. If I were to look at the numbers, yes, our website traffic is growing. People are reading our resources. People are saying yes to being featured, to sharing their stories. 
So I'm looking forward to see this evolution for the rest of the year. I think you give yourself too little credit with the impact that you've created. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you're being very humble with your expectations. or I mean, or rather you set the bar too high for yourself and wanting more. But I think as far as what we see from the external, I think you guys are doing a great job at engaging the community. Of course, you guys have room for improvement. But I think, as you said, it's an evolution. And as you guys grow maturity-wise in content, you know, just finding your footing, I think you'll get there. And uh, I think it's already making an impact that is definitely powerful to the community, the marketing community, because there's definitely nothing much like that in this region, at least. Really looking forward to the stuff that you guys are going to do more in this coming year. That being said, what's coming up? What's the vision for Kama Marketing in this year, at least? So the vision in time is to launch curated programs mm -hmm. with our partners. So these programs could look like knowledge-based gatherings or wellness-related activities. We want to fuse that too into experiences and immerse our community into the possibility of doing both. So that's program-related. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I'm hoping that in time, we can launch like a mentorship program as well, where we very small curated groups of like individuals who seek advice or guidance, matching them with the sages that that we are already engaging them with. So that's the second part. And then ultimately, the long-term goal is for Karma Marketing to be fully independent as a real non-for-profit organization that functions through kindness, which means people believe in the cause and people are willing to make time for it. People are willing to provide grants, donations, just because they see the impact that the organization is creating for society. Yeah, that's the long-term goal. Wow, that's a very amazing ambitious uh, goal and hopefully we'll, we'll see that come into fruition in the years to come and uh, with that you know we we don't want to take too much of your time so thank you so much Rachel for coming on the show we hope to have you back real soon to give us more insights on community growth and how your initiative is going and that wraps up our first episode if you enjoyed what you heard do give us a follow at wavemakers.co and on our Instagram to stay updated on our latest episodes yeah if anything just follow us on www.wavemakers.co Thank you for tuning in. My name is Nazira and you were listening to We Are Wavemakers podcast. Oh, 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 oh,